the least believable thing in the world is that Pierce Brosnan, sexy ass Pierce Brosnan in his prime, wants to bang like fucking <laughs> Sally, Field. Sally Field. Yeah. With three kids. Yeah. Mm. Well, they mentioned that pretty much. They do. In that they do. Scene. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't they didn't yeah. like take Sally Field's looks down far enough for me. We were actually saying that. It's like if this movie came out today, like Sally Field would be twenty years younger and just be like ten times hotter. Like she'd be all airbrushed and you know, just mm-hmm. it'd be a completely different person. And Ron, it would still be Ron Williams too. But yeah. then, you know, it would be like so you know, Sophia Vergara or something would be the the wife. I was just said. I was just gonna say it would be like the dynamic between uh Al Bundy and uh yeah. Sophia Vergara and Modern, Modern Family. Family. Yeah. They they just they cast it they cast somebody with a arresting bitch face that's what that was they, that's exactly yeah. what they did I think and yeah yeah well I mean they pulled it off they had great chemistry Sally Field's an awesome actress anyway but oh absolutely not everybody can really pull off pissed off mom like she can um, like especially when she walks in and there's all the barn animals inside of the house it's like, she's a full okay, on bitch that's what mom would yeah. look like yeah I mean I'm trying not to say too much because I figure I should say it during the podcast but yeah there's, there's opinions to be had here <laughs> alright should we get into it then yes Hello and welcome to Hold My Popcorn. I'm Max Ely in Nashville and in Boston we got Tim again. How are you, Timmy boy? Doing well, Max. And I'm, um, I'm, I suppose this is sad news, but uh, I will, for, I will only be located in the North End for the next month. Oh boy. At which point I'll be relocating to Charlestown. <laughs> Charleston? At which point, Charleston, yep, Charleston. Charleston, Charlestown, at which point I, as is tradition and actually law in Boston, I will immediately become a bank robber. And So is your house going to be a garage, just an open garage? It'll be an open garage. Good. I'll be a bank robber. And uh, I'm going to be best friends with Ben Affleck. I was, so that was going to be my, my question, Tim, is are you immediately indoctrinated into Ben Affleck's crew or do you have to kind of work your way up to that? Um. Well, I think Ben Affleck of like 10 years ago, there was an indoctrination process, but I think he's fallen off to the point where he's just taken whoever comes. Right. So I right. think I'm going to immediately be in it. No. So the real problem here, folks, is that um, the audience can't actually see what's behind Tim right now. So typically, everybody, what you would see is a fishing pole behind Tim at all at all moments. There's always a fishing pole behind him. Now it's been replaced by a loaded shotgun. <laughs> Yes. So Precisely. he's actually going to become a bank robber. Yep. And can yeah, I assume that that tie rack is going to be for the various ski masks you're going to be wearing? Oh, yeah. You don't wear ties in Charlestown. Bill. Right. It's right. ski mm-hmm. masks mm-hmm. and balaclavas, <laughs> which I don't even know the difference, but, you know. Right. Right. You got to have one of each and a Richard Nixon mask. Mm. Naturally. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Good. 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 Well, over in Sacktown, we got John Anoshak. How are you, sir? I would just want to know what, what where, where Charles Ten Charlestown is. What we're even it's the talking town, about. kid. This the town. Mean, it's it's the town. The town. Charlestown is a place that could not be gotten to from here. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. You can't find it unless you've already been there. Kind of a place. Yeah, Understood. Exactly. That's how I am, Max. I don't fuck. I'm just confused. We're just going to start off on that foot. <clears throat> it is the den of thieves. Okay. <laughs> And we also got Squibby Bill. Good old Squib, 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 Squibby, Squib, 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 Bill. How are you, Squibby Bill? You know what? Squibbing up. I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you, Max? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Actually, how I'm, how I'm doing is going to be uh, completely dependent on the question I'm, I'm about to ask Tim here. So 
Tim, have you ever seen the movie Casablanca? No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Max, it's, yes. it's, it's pronounced Casablanca. Yes. <laughs> we are Get a movie right, review kid. podcast, and I am the only person who's fucking seen Casablanca. No, it's, it's because we're, we're modern, Max, okay? We're not trying to pull us backwards. We're trying to look forwards. You know what I mean? Right. I, I just want to say something here, okay? I am the guy who loves Lethal Weapon. I don't like movies. I like Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon just has to be, happens to be a movie. So I, you, you should not have expected me to have watched Casablanca. You know, Tim, you had something to say. Now I have something to say. What the fuck am I supposed to tell our investors on Monday, huh? In our quarterly meeting that I don't invite you guys over to. How am I supposed to inflate these numbers and cash out without any of you guys knowing? God damn it, Max. I told you every time you tell them that you cut Bill from the fucking retirement plan. People think I'm joking. There is a retirement plan mm-hmm. that we are illegally drawing money out of. You guys are ruining my dreams. You're ruining my dreams of fucking you all over. All right. Well, the tens of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You're just after us for the toilet paper <clears throat> once it runs out again. <laughs> well, for movie number 99, and we're going to be wrapping up our very limited ladies pick them this month as well with the, uh, the very heartwarming family-friendly story of an unemployed actor who dresses up as an old woman in order to stalk and manipulate his ex-wife and kids into loving him in 1993's <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, directed by Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus. How many Chris Columbus movies have we done at this point? We've now done four. Wow. So we did Home Alone and then the other, the first two Harry Potter movies. Right, right. It's pretty interesting that he had time to direct all these movies in between like raping and pillaging the Mayans. I was just going to say, really, um, <laughs> I think it is a shame that he was able to sweep that under the rug and Hollywood needs to do something about it. Yeah. Mm, Where's the justice for Chris Columbus? <laughs> Keep his statues up. <laughs> I'm a 60 year old man and I read about it when I was in fourth grade so keep it up that's the only logic I have Mrs. He's McEwen doing. wouldn't have lied to me <laughs> who let him shorten his name too no Chris yeah uh-uh. but I gotta say this is truly a movie for everyone like I love this movie as a kid and I love it in a completely different way as an adult now um I- that's creepy. What kind of way do you love it now, Max? As a great, very funny and entertaining movie. Oh, okay. Thanks for clarifying. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> love watching I, the movie. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't get like a lot of Robin Williams now, obviously because he's dead and everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cute observation. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's just that. I, I this movie I have a lot of opinions about this movie that we'll get into, but the overarching thing for me is that Robin Williams is fantastic and make can make any movie good. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with Tim on this one, Max. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, Robin Williams, super, just fucking cool as shit. There's a lot of other things happening in this movie though. <laughs> well, I'll say one thing too. This is the rare instance in which there isn't a single villain in the movie because even no. like Pierce Bronson, like he is the villain to Daniel, but in like reality, he's a good he's a good guy. Like he's a charming, he's a gentleman to to Miranda. He loves the kids. Like if there's anybody who's gonna be a villain in this movie, it's gonna be the divorce lawyers. Yeah. Oh yeah. The judge, maybe I don't know. He, but even he's kind of making rational choices. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with his decisions. No. I I mean, look, I'm gonna. I think I think 
the 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 obvious. No, 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 that's fine. Like we, I won't get into that. We're, we're we're getting too far down the road at this point. You can you can go keep just keep going, Max. All right, should we just get into the movie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Figaro. All right. Movie opens <laughs> up with voice actor Daniel Hillard quitting his job after he morally objects to uh, this cartoon character smoking. Uh, Which I mean. I Go, Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> Good start. Go, Go ahead, ahead, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no. no I, I, sorry, I had no idea that they were still making cartoons in like 1991 that were still advertising the cartoon smoking, chain smoking cigarettes, like to the <laughs> dome. Like, like this poor little parakeet gets an entire cigarette forcefully shoved down its throat. Yeah, he's buzzing like a motherfucker after that first puff. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he, this was a like a 1950s cartoon that Robin Robert Robert Robin Williams was narrating. Yeah, like you know, it was like sponsored by Chesterfield cigarettes, uh, which was pretty unbelievable to me. Um, I'm also like, what a fucking pansy moral objection to have. It's smoking. Oh my god! It's like pick something real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, that that was my thing too. Is just, I mean, come on. Just just do the fucking job. Just shut up and do your job. I mean, Jesus Christ. What a what a and you know what? The only thing that allows him to just walk out for fucking such a stupid reason is because his wife makes the real money in the family. Mm -hmm. Right. As an interior designer. What a fucking dumb job that is, too. Well, what they live in San Francisco, right? So, I mean, it pro that probably actually pays like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in San Francisco. Oh, she sure does, yeah. she was an early investor in like Microsoft and Apple and all that stuff. So she always she saw the writing on the wall. She's like, I'm gonna be able to decorate for a bunch of wealthy seventeen year olds in about by making <laughs> fifteen years down the down the way here. Silicon Valley so, money. Mm, mm. The Show house helicopter money. The house that they live in, I looked it up. The last time it was sold was in 2016. It sold for $4.5 million. Reasonable. <laughs> totally reasonable. Yeah. It's fucking totally absurd. Reasonable. Yeah, totally reasonable to be paid for by a fucking interior designer, which I'm going to have a lot of opinions about them and architects during this whole thing. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, and then a fucking out of work actor. Definitely. You can afford that. Yeah. Mm. Makes perfect sense. Also. So that cartoon, it was, um, it was supervised by Chuck Jones, who is like an iconic Looney Tunes cartoonist and animator. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's they, cool. Like, oh. They made it specifically for this. Yeah. Wasn't that, that was just Tom and Jerry or it wasn't, right? It was not. It wasn't, but no. it was, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. That was That's Tom and Jerry, off. like, created by a very talented person who also liked to do powdered cocaine <clears throat> by the kilo. Oh, so was, Robin Williams? It, it, basically. I mean, did you see that cat? The cat looked like a pedophile. That, I mean, like, right off the bat, though, we get, like, ridiculous, like, Robin Williams, this is basically just, like, a sideshow for Robin Williams to show off mm -hmm. how unbelievably talented he mm -hmm. is. That was yeah. ridiculous to watch. Like to see the cartoon and like hear his voices was like, just like watching a cartoon. And then they turn and it's one person doing both both conversations. And it's like, this fucking, he's kind of insane. Like <laughs> it looks like a crazy person. It's the perfect job for a Robin Williams character to have. Yeah. Yeah. Like the perfect. <laughs> it's so on the so, nose. It's like Schwarzenegger being a bodybuilder in a movie. <laughs> 
one of these days we're going to sit somebody down to watch this with them for the first time. You know, whoever that might be, there's got to be people out there that haven't seen it. And they're going to go, oh, that's the guy that gets his kids taken away from him, right? Like right off the bat, you'll be able to tell that just because he has clearly so many people living inside of his head at one moment. Yeah. yeah just look at that bull cut that he has. Obviously, he's out of work. Oh, my God. The, the, the son in this movie actually goes on to be uh, the main character from Split. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> a normal upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of the son, so uh, Daniel then unexpectedly uh, picks the kids up from school and he wins the uh, best dad award for throwing this epic unplanned birthday party for his son while simultaneously putting the final nail in the coffin of his marriage to Miranda, <laughs> played by Sally Field. I, I love how the kid, like, really, but great parenting in his part, setting a, a real stable role. Like, the kids, the kids have already, you can tell the kids have already grown up with, like, a very <laughs> frantic, unstable living condition. Where they're like, you got fired again, Dad? He's like, whoa, what are you going to do? Like, oh, I'm going to do voices. They're like, no, seriously, I mean, how are we going to, like, pay our bills? With a party. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, with a party. With a party and a pony. <laughs> this is such a coke out thing to do. Yeah. We're gonna have ponies. We're gonna have bunnies. We're gonna have a bunch of shit. We're gonna have a house of pains gonna be playing in the background. The man dances on the table. <laughs> and well, and the, and the daughter's just like, no, 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 dad. Mom was very clear about this. No parties. He got bad grades on his report card. He's just like, you fucking snitch. Party. No, we'll have it cleaned up in the next 25 minutes. <laughs> right. Absolutely no, so no chance he was gonna be able to clean all that shit up. Everyone throws all the blame on Robin here, but the. He hired a petting zoo, a mobile petting zoo company that when they showed up, they clearly just let everything loose. <laughs> like, that's not how a petting zoo works, where you show up and you just let the ducks, the chickens, the goats, the horses and everything else and children just run into oncoming traffic. Oh, it's in like, and it's not even it's not. Yeah, I was just going to say it's not even in there like some like rural place and there's like a few acres of like a yard or something. No, this is a fucking like a busy street in San Francisco. And it's just like, yeah, here's a pony. There's a few th dozen ducks. Here's a chicken and some bunnies like have at it. This is like a 180 decline right next to a four-way intersection is where their house is. And they're like, all right, just let the zebras out. Fuck it. Yeah. And also, like, it, it shows, too, how strange it could be to grow up and live in San Francisco where, like, you're just living on an incline 24-7. Where, like, you show, like, they show the kids, like, playing with the animals and stuff, but they're all doing it at, like, an <laughs> almost, like, an 80% incline. Like, hey! And so they're having to lean in just to, like, pet these animals. We saw someone try that in a keg stand in Knoxville. Remember how that turned out? He <laughs> fell over. Do you think people from San Francisco have, like, uh... It's like sea legs, but for San Francisco. And if they go other places, they're like just walking diagonally. It's vertigo. Yeah. They, they're walking at a 45 degree angle. Right. <laughs> what, what's Tom doing? He's walking. He's walking strange. Oh, he's from San Francisco. Oh, oh. Oh. Is he oh. dementia? No, no. He just lives in San Francisco. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Great house party, though. I'll give him that. That. Was, that was a good party. Yeah. Oh my God. And the world's like largest or excuse me, loudest small boom box. <laughs> Very true too. <laughs> uh, be careful that ponies drink a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. A good indication that you are never going to get that party cleaned up in time. You have nope. a, you have a pony walking around. That's clearly just pissing everywhere. There is horse <laughs> Honestly, piss all throughout your house. Like famous last words right before your children are taken from you. Yeah. That's what we're going to, that's what we're going to leave with. Okay. That's good. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, sound great in the courts, Robin. Also, if they were able to somehow like miraculously clean this up, Miranda then would have looked at a bill like two weeks later, being like twenty five hundred dollars for San Diego. What what is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that was the day I got. Uh, I quit my job. I had a secret birthday party that you weren't invited to. <laughs> oh. oh, no, no, absolutely no notice. So I didn't get any additional money from this. No, no. I, I can't collect unemployment for this either. I'm a freelancer. Wait, what do you mean you, you you quit your job? You've been going to work every day. Oh, no, no, just down to the bar. Waiting for the kids to get out of school so like we can party when I'm drunk. I've gotten really good at chess with the homeless people in the park. <laughs> they love my voices. <laughs> they think they're all real. <laughs> Or do I think they're real? I'm not sure. <laughs> Am I even talking to a real person right now? Why do I have this straight jacket on? <laughs> All right. And then we get this realistic mom and dad blowout fight that ends with Miranda filing for divorce. I, I'll say that's, that was a realistic fight, but like the sort of setting it happened in wasn't realistic where she just was like, it was like the middle of the day and she's just like cleaning up paper plates. She's like, I want a divorce. It's like, no, you would have put down the plastic bag and the paper plates and you guys would have been in a fucking knockdown drag out <laughs> argument when the I want a divorce thing comes out. I think for her, she was, I think it's already happened so many times that argument that she's just exhausted by it. So well, I was, fine. I was just, I was just <laughs> as, be, as bewildered as you were, Tim, until I realized that she really meant business when the immediate next scene where the, which they make seem like is like 36 hours from then. Right. They're already in court. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, yeah, right. So I don't know if things just move faster back in the nineties or what, but mm, she meant business. It's the one thing that San Francisco uh, expedites is divorce proceedings. <laughs> Maybe they have a higher priority in, uh, in the courts than immigration course cases. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So if you look close enough in the, um, the city flag, you can actually see divorce papers. So I, th- I think though, like a reason why their fight is like so raw and emotional is because Sally Field was going through a divorce with one of the producers from the movie at the time. Oh, and damn. then Robin Williams oh. said that he was just channeling like all the frustration and issues that he had in his first marriage when he had just been, he had gotten divorced like four years prior. <laughs> I, was love, it? I love how fucking actors and actresses just like can't get along. <laughs> I love it. They all get divorced. Not one of them has ever been in a happy marriage. It's because they're all egotists. Yeah. All they do is think about themselves and then they wonder why the other person isn't happy. You play make pretend for a living. So your real life is also going to be fake. Right. There's got to be somebody that's acted their way through a good marriage though. Come on. Like there's got to be one. Tom Hanks. (laughs) (laughs) So that's his dark side. His dark side. It's going to come out like in his memoir after he dies. Like I never loved my wife. I I was responsible for Pizzagate. (laughs) <laughs> I used to get the kids in by doing the Woody voice. <laughs> I don't know. He's suspicious to me. Tom <laughs> Hanks is going to be like, no, really. I, I know Epstein didn't kill himself. Like, <laughs> I killed him. Oh, Dude, Tom. all I'm going to say is like, look at Bill Cosby and then tell me the same thing doesn't happen to Tom Hanks in a couple of years. <laughs> Oh, oh boy, yeah. oh, that felt too real. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> I felt that one right. In can't the wait for people to be listening to this episode four years from now when they're like, "Dude, he called it." Oh, that's great. <laughs> Come meet me in North Square if you're angry, Tom. <laughs> hey, you fucking pedophile, Tom Hanks. Meet me in meet me in Charlestown. <laughs> yeah, meet me at the mo- top of the monument. First one to get thrown off dies. <laughs> 
Oh, Mr. Wholesome Family Man. Oh, Mr. American Everyman. Blow me. You're hiding something. Uh, <laughs> you can fool everybody else, but you're not fooling the tempster. Yeah. <laughs> He's touching some is- kind of kid. <laughs> So for some of the listeners out there, it would be a pretty great scene if you took what you know Tom Hanks is compared with what everybody, the weight is that they have guessed of Tim. <laughs> I think that the last estimate out there was like something above a thousand quarter pounders or something of the sort. So imagine if you just had those two images in there. It's like a Goosebumps book. It'd be pretty great. God, we never, I never know what direction is going to go in these episodes. Last week we did the notebook and we broke our like all time cunt record doing the notebook, <laughs> which was surpassed by our episode of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, followed by uh, <laughs> Pocus Pocus for the most <laughs> times we said cunts in an episode. <laughs> and then this week we're saying Tom Hanks is a pedophile. <laughs> Always the boundaries. kids' movies. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Breaks out the worst. <laughs> Can anyone tell that we were raised in the 90s? Yeah. It is also Valentine's Day and we're recording this without our wives present. So, you know. As we as we said that as we said in the text chat, the, the greatest gift we could have given them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And then we meet Daniel's uh fabulous makeup artist, brother Frank, and uh, his wife, Uncle Jack. And uh at this point of the movie, we realize that Daniel is just surrounded by success all around him. <laughs> like yeah. He's the only one who's a fuck up. Daniel's oh house or his brother's house is a fucking mansion on the, like the highest hill of San Francisco. Dude, I love these two guys. Yeah, these guys are great. easily my, spoiler alert, they're easily my favorite characters in the movie. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. You can't take that from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, John. I just Okay, no, no, keep, keep, we're, no, we're co-signing. <laughs> Can we co-sign on them? Come on. Yeah, fly out to the fly out to Boston tomorrow. I am not, maybe at the top, maybe at the top I, of the monument. We'll settle it. <laughs> oh, good. So we're just gonna go up there. See, I know you're bluffing because if you called me in the North Square. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. This scene though, I always laugh when uh, Daniel's brother just like mutters "bitch" under his breath, and his mom overhears it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's always good. That guy- fire scene is hilarious. He's great. Wait, so is that the actor's name or the brother? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was just going to ask, okay. who is this guy? Because, like, to me, he's just like, he's just some random guy that seems to be in, like, every 90s movie or something. Yeah. He has some role. Like, I always think he of, steals it. He's in uh, Independence, Independence Day. Day? Independence yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that always comes up to me. Yeah. A couple of so, Disney movies. Also, how many? Um, so here's the magic question, though, really, the million dollar question. How many Newports does it take to get a voice like that? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That guy was in Oof. every gay bar in every state in the 80s, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot of menthol to paralyze yeah. your, your vocal cords like that. It's amazing. So the scene ends with Daniel saying, I know, Miranda, it's going to blow over. And then we cut to Daniel getting uh, limited visitation rights every Saturday. Escalates fast. Yeah, she meant business. Yeah, she fucking cutthroat. I that's the other thing that really gets me is like you know, I I I think that Daniel was being wildly irresponsible with that party, but like she she came across as a real bitch in that scene, and I think that was I think that was maybe an intent. That was like she she comes into a party and just like you know what I'm sick of you treating their kids too well. I want a divorce, (laughs) and then like 30 seconds later, also full custody. Go fuck yourself. It's like oh boy, wow, you're that seemed pretty unnecessary. That's what I was. That's what I thought. I was like, listen, you and him are not getting along. 
but to go to want full custody over the children that's ridiculous the guy's a great father <laughs> yes it's like the one thing he does well yeah right that's the only thing he's good at really besides right. voices and fooling everybody she yeah. always seemed pained too when they always like cut to her and she seemed pained during the court scenes like she knew she was doing something wrong i'm like stop it you dumb <laughs> <Yeah>. bitch <laughs> Fucking crow, oh, fucking this, crow feet, Sally Field. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is so hard to watch. You're controlling it. You're driving this. Make it stop. Here's the thing, man. She was making all. She was making all the dough. She gets to drop it like it's hot when she needs to. She's like, nah, we're moving. We're moving the family forward. Oh fuck yeah, this making shit. all the fucking dough, picking rugs for someone else. What the <laughs> fuck do these fucking people do? I swear to God, I work with architects and interior designers sometimes, and it's literally like these people are like. The most delusional people in the world. Like, can, does this beam have to be there? Well, it does if you want the building to stand up, you fucking cunt. <laughs> Max, we hit a nerve. Pull the plug. Oklahoma. Abort. Abort. Oklahoma. <laughs> the thing I feel like it was missing in this scene, though, is the judge saying, like, you know, due to the fact that you don't have a job or a place to live combined with your crippling cocaine addiction, I served no choice but to, like... <laughs> Like, yeah. they're definitely missing the drug addiction part of this, right? Yes. It's it's definitely there. Yeah. yeah. It's there. Oh, yeah. We don't He's... know what it is. All we know, it's in powder form. <laughs> yeah. He's still living the 70s. Yes. With a haircut like that, dear God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in uh, the next scene, the sun goes, I never should have had a birthday. <laughs> it's just like, yes, it's all your fault. Yeah. This is, shit. Okay, this is this is when this movie starts to really, really take a dark turn. Because literally, so this is what happened, right? The the impetus of his parents' divorce was the his birthday party. So already like you're taking a traumatic event like the, the divorce and and turning it up a notch for the kid. And then the mom is being an absolute cunt in court, saying, like, oh, you can't actually see your dad for whatever reason. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to keep snowballing here into completely other things that only end with someone tucking their dick between their legs and <laughs> dancing around while they have someone in a well in their basement. Yeah. That's the yeah. only logical end to how these kids, uh, childhood <laughs> is. It all started on my 13th birthday. This is, yeah. this is like the dark timeline in the, uh, in the butterfly effect movies where like mm-hmm. s- somebody ends up with like no limbs and they all end up like goths and like somebody commits suicide. This, this is just not going to go well for any of these kids. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. All right. Then Daniel meets the female wolf blitzer looking social worker, uh, where we get a showcase of Ron Williams voices, including his dead on impression of a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could throw it down the hallway. I mean, it was good. It was really good. I I, I, get, I think this is easily the funniest scene in the whole movie. I mean, it, it went downhill from here for me. It was still enjoyable, but like, this was it. This is fucking, I just, just give me 20 minutes of Robin Williams doing impress, impersonation. So basically what I'm saying is I want to watch Robin Williams stand up, not Mrs. Doubtfire. Or Aladdin. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you, Bill. I'm, I'm in total agreement. The fact that this like fucking corpse Who's sitting on the other side of the desk didn't laugh at <laughs> any know. of his bits. I'm like, you have to, you have to have a lobotomy <laughs> to not laugh at least one of those <laughs> like voices. Oh, what she did he was say to probably her? best Sorry. actress in the room. You oh, me? she she asked him like, uh, do you do you think you're do you think you're funny? And he's like, I did, I once did, you know, or something. <laughs> I once yeah, did yeah, until, until today. Until today, yeah. you've proved yeah. me wrong. Thank you. <laughs> <So good. laughs> 
<laughs> do you think there's any chance that he filmed that in front of her? Actually, this, she couldn't no actually way. keep a straight face, right? No way. No. no. Uh, you know, she might have seen some shit. Or maybe she can keep a straight face, because the only other thing I've seen her in is Liar Liar with uh, Jim Carrey. So she's always just like the stone face person in front of the super silly guy. <laughs> Could be that. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Guys, she guys, we she's she's deaf, man. She can't hear any of it. That's why, <laughs> that's why she's so good. All right. And then meanwhile, uh, we meet Pierce Bronson's character, Stu, who I'm guessing from the way it seems from the context clues, they used to fuck in college, right? Is that, yeah. Is that yeah. the deal? Yeah. Okay. When they were younger, it's, it might have been college, it might have been, who knows, but when they were younger, they were like doing bohemian Kama Sutra shit, you know, yeah. back in their, back in their uh, San Francisco opium den or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, they they would do it underneath the, um, um, the lacrosse stadium. That's where they went. That's where they went. What? <laughs> <laughs> John said that as he's clearly texting on his texting phone. Texting on his phone, yeah. Uh, I don't know. The phone's in front of the cross. camera. You guys can keep going. Yeah, uh, don't mind me. I know I'm talking. <laughs> no, they don't worry about it. I had a note and I couldn't in, find it. I got lost. To- at the tomato apartment. <laughs> at the make appointment tomorrow for doctor. <laughs> All right. I, I, know, I know we mentioned this before with the timing that like, they go. It, it it seemed like thirty six hours, and they were in uh, they were in court over custody of the kids. But like they also they made a point of like the the day that she before she goes home to see mm-hmm. the the disaster of the birthday party, she finds out that Pierce Brosnan Stu is like going to be coming back into her life, and then yep. like the day after or sometime after the proceeding or something. It seems like she started dating him before there was any kind of divorce going on underway, or like or. There's something, there's some weird timing stuff going on here. She's very A-type. She's got her, she's got her next step already ahead. Like right. she's oh, already yeah. knows what she's going to be doing. She's like, I'm, I'm going to start fucking James Bond now. <laughs> yeah. This I, is like golden eye James Bond too. I know. It, oh dude. He, I mean that he, nobody makes body hair look as sexy as Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Nobody. John Connery, you know? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> he does it in a more round voluptuous fashion. This one, it's like a chisel. <laughs> It's like, it's just, mm, mm. Sean, Sean Connery does it more in a, um, this body hair is going to be on you. <laughs> Whether you, you like it or not kind of way. And you better say you like it. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah, his his body hair is the implication. Okay, got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Got it. I see. I see. Um, Yeah, Pierce, he stole my heart all over again, though. I forgot that he existed because he just decided to stop acting for so long. What happened to him, Max? I don't know. I think he's still doing this, stuff. Yeah, really? He's in Mamma Mia, stuff. as we know. Yeah, from our mini Honestly, he falls prey to the same thing that happens to every James Bond. It's that you can't do anything after you've been James Bond because you're always James Bond. Except for Connery. Like Daniel Craig has been trying to quit that series for 10 years yes. now. And he's just like, yeah, I quit. And then no one wants to put me in anything and I have to be James Bond again. <laughs> that or they do the other uh, Tim Begin route of, I quit. What if we give you more money? God damn it. Fine. All right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I quit again. More money. Fuck. Yeah. Well, fine. All right. And then uh, the kids are having Chinese takeout with Daniel when Miranda shows up an hour early after dropping the kids off an hour late, which leads to Daniel understandably getting pissed off, but accidentally taking it out on the kids. Yeah. That was that was hard to watch. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, it was hard to watch. It kind of was. But at the same time, I'm like, the kids are being a bitch. <laughs> It's like, oh, 
your dad that just moved into an apartment isn't like doesn't have his fu- and just got dumped by his wife doesn't have his life together. It's like yeah, have a little understanding, you fucking rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like the thing, like, Sally Field gives him shit for how dirty the house is, and he's like, I was going for kind of a refugee motif, you know, fleeing my homeland kind of thing. Yeah, which I loved. I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's too dense to even get it. Well, I mean, so not only refugees not able to get three-bedroom apartments, but who who doesn't have a job is able to also get a three-bedroom apartment in San Francisco. I don't care if it was 1991. What the fuck? Yeah, that's very true. He's he's got to be getting some money out of the... uh, I mean, she's obviously making more than him, so she's got to pay him some, right? He doesn't (laughs) have to watch the kids. I don't think that that matters. She's... I mean, she's rolling in it, so... Yeah, they didn't sign a prenup, so maybe he he got some. That was my yeah, assumption. That's a good point, Bill. Yeah, somebody get prevalent. Tell on Bill's the line. about this. Oh, oh, I got my cards lined up just in case. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's Bill's like got like some ratio, some like <laughs> some income ratio. At which point he's just like, "All right, <laughs> I'm out of here." Bill's Whoa. just waiting for Pierce Bronson to show up in his life. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He looks at the family like an investment. He's like, oh, no, we're past the point where a lease makes sense. I'm going to go buy a family now. Bye. <laughs> uh, Sam, Sam comes home one day. Bill, good news. I got a, I got a pretty modest raise. How much? <laughs> well, it's like, it's like 75 cents an hour. One sec. <laughs> That'll do it. We're going to go and get, get, get a divorce. We're all set. Good, 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 good. Divorce time. What? Yep, yep. The number, the numbers seem to check out here, so we're gonna get a divorce. <laughs> Why do you want this job? Uh, so my husband can divorce me. <laughs> You're like the fifth person that's come in to say that in the last week. It's ambitious. All right. All right, and then Miranda mentions that she's looking for a nanny, so Daniel changes two of the numbers on her ad, which then turns into this montage of Daniel prank calling his ex-wife until he just beats her into submission with the sweet-sounding Mrs. Doubtfire voice. It was just hilarious. I loved all so those good. prank calls. Those prank calls were terrific. So good. This is one of the few directors that ever like really allowed Robin Williams to do everything yep. that he can bring to a movie. Like They were just like, just go wild, man. Like That's all we mm-hmm. need. Come on. Yeah, he did. I, I got some trivia on like the actual number of it, but like he let him just go, just go for it. Just like do whatever the yeah. fuck you want. <laughs> they said sometimes they would have like twenty two takes or you know twenty to twenty five takes in a certain scene, <laughs> just because he would just do a different take every single time. This this is a movie that I would love to see the outtakes, the extras or whatever. It would be yeah. hilarious. Dude. Yeah. So and that I'd days, almost yeah. want to see the extras more than I'd want to see the movie. <clears throat> the rest of the plot. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So Chris Columbus said that they had enough material that he could have made this movie into a PG, PG thirteen R and NC seventeen movie. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh okay, my so Robin god. was clearly still drinking back then. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> gotta see that. That's right. I know. They should do that for some like thirty or fortieth anniversary or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Put out a different rated version of it. Well, especially especially where like, you know, most of the people that saw it when, you know, if you were seven, eight, nine, ten, and you saw this movie in, in the 90s, you know, and yep. you were the target demographic and you see it on like its 30th anniversary, then like you're now in your 30s or 40s, you know, like mm-hmm. that's great. Beef it up a little bit. That'd be perfect. Well, also, I just want to see the NC-17 version of Robin Williams cross-dressing as an old woman with a pair of double-D titties strapped to his chest. Uh, like, that's great. the image that I need. It's yeah. them actually showing him, like, with his dick out pissing. 
<laughs> well, apparently he had a big old dick too, from what I've heard. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, dude. Now, honestly, you know how you know that if you meet somebody and they have hair on their kneecaps, they got a big dick. Oh man, yeah, dude, that's some I had a hair. note of that too. That's, that's literally hair, hair on the kneecaps. I'm like, yeah. holy shit! Like, <laughs> Good yeah. lord, that's a gene. Okay, that is an actual. That's an additional gene that some people just don't have. <laughs> that yeah, that guy's Cro-Magnon or something. He's got something different going on there. Um, can we just t- talk about though, real quickly? Address the fact that this is. A legitimately good idea and not entirely creepy if he just ends with the prank calls and waits a week and calls Miranda back and says, like, hey, how's the search going? Any chance you'd reconsider me as a nanny for my own kids? You know, you right. you you annihilate any competition. You show her all the hideous, worst possibilities, and then you suit yourself back in. Not as a 60 year old British woman. Just an so- option. I th- this was like the first time that I, I kind of noticed that when he first meets her in person, he's trying to do that. Like he's really pushing for him, th- you know, the dad to be the babysitter. And he's just doing too good of a job as an actor. And he sells Doubtfire so well that they're like, you're hired. And he's like, ah, yeah, fuck. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. You guys want to talk about the, uh, the whole the Frank Sinatra luck be a lady montage or should we just move into the next thing? You know, it's it's just fantastic just to see him dressed as so many different women yeah. and he pulls all of them off and that's just that's what you get out of it. It's one of these wonderful things. Same thing like when he's going through all the different impersonations and voices in front of the lady who will not laugh at him. It's the same thing all over again, yeah. except he's dressed up as different women. That's what you all you need to know. It's Robin Williams at his best. The Barbara Streisand. The Barbara Streisand, the one and the <laughs> when he's like the, the Latin woman, like those yes. that stuff is funny. That is so funny. This is kind of what I envisioned on my wedding day before the wedding was going to be like, I wanted two just fabulous gay men really pampering me. Just like being like, "Mm," just stay. I wanted like a a scene where they're just standing, looking at me and be like, no, and they just go flat. They go flat. They do a a flourish and a twist and go into the closet and they just rummage around. Like I wanted that. I feel like the fab five should uh, do house calls. I think Tim, I think Mm. you'd be a great fit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they would. They would not be able to fix me. <laughs> I, I can tell. Look at that haircut. I mean, Jesus, Tim, what were you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna start by just cutting your fucking hair off. Okay, that's where this is going today. We're going from a one all the way up to twelve. Congratulations. <laughs> And then after this interview, we meet the old creepy bus driver for the first time, who's just begging to get sat on by Doubtfire's big hairy ass. Yeah. I don't. Oh my god, that guy's great. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I could have done without him in the story. It, it was that was something interesting. Well, like the second time around, like I mean, even Ron Williams goes like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" <laughs> like open, when he opens the, the door, it's like, not again. <laughs> it's like fuck. It's like the women seriously, their entire lives are getting sexually harassed, even when they're like old, wrinkly, and like you know, clearly a man. They're still. <laughs> yep, basically. Yeah. Escape. Yep. They just they they couldn't resist throwing in like her being hit on by somebody in this, and I guess that was the most delicate way to do it, where everyone was like, "Oh, it's an old man. What's threatening? Come on." Yeah. That old man knew it was a, knew he was a man. So mm-hmm. it was San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and then Wolfus Blitzer shows up at her uh, regular inspection that leads to the iconic yelling cake scene after Doubtfire's face is ran over by a truck. So Daniel improvises by dunking his face into a full cake and then yelling, "Hello, <laughs> 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 hello, yes, oh." 
Oh my God. It's not, uh, it was uh, Julia Childs. That's, that was the inspiration, right? It was Julia Childs. I mean, he, I he's so, watching yeah. Julia Childs at some point while cooking. Oh yeah. 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 So they have that homage, but yeah, it's a hello. <laughs> and then all this stuff just dripping. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that woman is the dumbest person in the world. <laughs> Yeah, to not, to not see through this facade here. Yeah. Yep. They take a dig later at social workers for some reason. Where they're like, oh, well, of course the they're social workers. Oh, yeah, God. I noticed um, that too. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so, they, yeah, they don't treat, there's definitely a bias against social workers here. I don't know what producer got fucked over, but damn. Well, the average income medium in San Francisco in 92 is probably still like 120 grand, and the social worker's making like $7 an hour. So she's like, I don't yeah. get paid enough for this shit. Whatever. Are you, are you touching the kids? No? Fine. Whatever. Cool. I'm fucking out of here. I'm out. I got to go to my other deadbeat dad here. <laughs> so I guess the whole, um, like the, uh, the cream, like dripping off was all improvised because it wasn't supposed <clears throat> to happen that way. It was just all the camera lights were just heating up his face. So his face was literally <laughs> melting. That's hilarious. And Ron Williams was and just, just rolling with just it. Just went with it. Yeah. Yep. That was the scene that would have probably made it in C-17 if he had not never <laughs> I mean, could you imagine how many fucking dick, cock, cum, and fucking bukkake jokes he would have gotten out of that in the <laughs> yes. span of about 30 seconds from Robin Williams? <laughs> Whoa, can I get your protein, dear? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. All right. And then after this, we have Delphire burning all the food, including her big tits. So she orders takeout that leads to that Home Alone stylized movie magic by Chris Columbus, where he makes a sloppy delivery food look like a million bucks. Um, we need to take a moment to remember that Christopher Columbus was um, horrible and no one should get over the fact and just say because he directs a good movie that he should get away with this shit. So, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good point, Jen. I, I think we should we should all take a moment of silence <laughs> to think about all Christopher Columbus. <laughs> to take a moment just, of silence to go back to something we talked about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, pulling a uh, good old Paco Brady here, <laughs> as they say in the biz. <laughs> Let me go back to the beginning of the movie. I had a note here I didn't say. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. We can continue now. So also, like, after this dinner, too, the uh, the oldest daughter, Lydia, goes out and she apologizes in this, like, real sweet moment. And then you kind of forget that it's just, like, a teenage girl who's starting to embrace her deadbeat dad who's dressed as an old woman. Yeah, she, she actually, like, I don't know if we're supposed to think that her and her older brother or younger brother are starting to like know that it's her their father. Is that the is no, that what I'm, the no, no? It's just they're start, they're all just starting to you know love her. They're all growing yeah. on her. Yeah, it's also the whole theme. Like this, like the subplot behind this whole thing is if Mrs. Doubtfire is actually real. Like, and we'll get into it later. Spoiler alert! Everybody kind of talks about Mrs. Doubtfire like she's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird. It's a little weird. It's a, weird, it's a little fucked up. It's a little it, just it's a character. It's a drag, though. I mean, it, what, so I know, that's, I know, uh, I know that's, drag queens, and that's what they—they they are two different people. Well, yeah, but that—but that's yeah. not what this was. That's the thing. And like, I, I wasn't gonna—I was gonna get into this later when they have that conversation, John. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, there's a weird element going on there that does not feel like it fits with the story. I don't know what is that. What that's about. They just accept, like, she be, like, if Mrs. Doubtfire becomes, like, a real person, a separate character. 
Yep, exactly. So apparently, though, that was also like offset. So Robin Williams' wife said the same thing. It's like when he was in that suit, he was not my husband. He was Mrs. Doubtfire. Like he was a completely different person, different mannerisms, like everything. Mm. Like he just really got into it. All right, and then we get the uh, the Aerosmith dude looks like a lady montage, which was probably one. This was one of my favorite parts as a kid. It was great. It's a great montage, but the fact that like I love the like the, how it, how it ends with that guy trying to steal her purse, and he just goes, "Back off, asshole!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like she composes her, and just goes, "The little bastard." Well, also notice that everybody else runs away from him too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. When he does that. Well, the guy a does a double take. The guy who tries to steal the purse is like. <laughs> the, and he was like, oh, whoa. Oh, shit. The few times in the movie where he moves like he just drops like into a into a mail register. It's like it's that is funny. <laughs> so that good. is hilarious to see. <laughs> it is good too. Because you you, you get so used to the Mrs. Doubtfire voice that like you see that <laughs> that face and you just expect it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it surprises even the viewer, even though you know that's Robin Williams. It's it's very reminiscent to uh in the movie Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman when she's like asking for a taxi and she's going like taxi taxi taxi. <laughs> <laughs> There's also another thing too that is also uh, funny throughout this movie is like when he got the delivery food is just seeing this old lady like run up stairs like three stairs at a time in like two seconds just yeah, sprinting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh okay, that, this actually is a good segue to what I was gonna what I was gonna say. Remember. If your dad was in a fucking, I don't care how good the, the, like the makeup was. If your dad was in a suit like that, like I'd know my dad was in that suit. I'd be like, dad, why the fuck are you dressed like that? <laughs> like, I'm so, like, I'm sorry. Like you just can't hide your mannerisms like from your kids well, like that. The eyes, acting. it's the eyes. And also you would assume that he had done that voice at some point with the yes. kids. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right. I mean, here's the thing though. He kept it. Ace in the hole. We all know that dad cannot walk on in six inch heels. He just can't walk in heels. It ain't happening. So yep. that is the difference. Yeah. He'd be fucking falling all over the place. Uh, yeah. Same thing. Be like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. Dad in heels. <laughs> all right. And his dick would fall out and you'd be Come like, fuck yeah, yourself. Get me a beer. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole thing is Duff Fire just adjusting her dress, going like halfway down the knee and just moving it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, and she never she never sits in front of the kids. She sits on the bus, and the guy pegs his, her her hairy legs immediately. <laughs> Just the way and, God ooh. made you. Yeah. I love that Mediterranean uh, look. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what a lonely guy. <laughs> yes, I'll settle for anything that breathes. Please, just hug me. Please, I just want a human touch. <laughs> Oh my God! The first time that he meets her, he asks her if she has something warm to come home to to like at night. I'm like, uh, you just asked, you just met her 30 seconds ago, and you're like, are you got anyone to fuck at home? Yeah, mind if I fuck you? <laughs> Very unprofessional, bus driver. Mm. All right, and then a little bit later, Chris walks into the bathroom while Delphire's pissing with the big old dick out, which leads to uh, Daniel blowing his cover in front of his two oldest kids after he yells at Chris for swearing. <laughs> all right, a few things here. First of all, if you're this far into character, wouldn't you imagine that you'd just sit on the toilet? I'd like have to. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And second of all, this is the moment where your kids are never going to be the same. <laughs> this precise moment 
of when they found out that not only did their parents get just divorced, but their dad is so insane that he dressed up as a woman to try and rectify it all. Well, this is and when that, Chris turns into the Boston Strangler. And you learn by walking in on your dad peeing in the bath. Like, that's a memory that 100%, <laughs> like, you, that kid's going to grow up and he's going to know consciously that this event happened, that his dad pretended to be a six-year-old woman and was their nanny for a little while, and that transferred into a career for him. <clears throat> but he's going to repress that memory of walking out on his dad peeing in, in, in a woman's outfit for the first time. It's going to take years, decades of therapy to bring that back out to light. <laughs> well, basic, basically, this is exactly what someone from the Deep South sees in their mind when someone says, like, oh, yeah, I was born and raised in San Francisco. Like, that's what flashes through their mind is it's like, oh, immediately like, oh, oh my God, that that was your childhood. That's what they see is that, oh, yeah, your father was a cross-dressing crazy person and uh, your mother was an in- interior decorator who makes millions of dollars for rich people. <laughs> what? So is this what they saw when they thought, you know, transgender? I was just going to go there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is mm. this is this is what Republicans see as a, as their typical transgender person is a man just dressing as a woman to get access to children. Yes. And cut cut around taxes. Right. That's also another thing too is the fact that Doubtfire is a six is supposed to be a sixty year old woman. Like what the fuck happened between like nineteen ninety three and now? That's just a normal sixty year old woman. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't really work too well. No. She 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 looks like she's at least eighty, eighty five. Yeah. I'd say I mean at least in the seventies. Minimum. Anyway, she's also good, British. Good genes. She's got yeah. some city miles on her. <laughs> she lived through the Blitz. What? What's her fake? What's her fake name? What's her fake husband's name? Winston. Winston. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Winston. Wow. Winston put a lot of miles on her. <laughs> Wasn't the drink? It was the truck that killed him. <laughs> that joke. Goodness that truck. was a great joke. It was like you know, just in terms of a stupid joke, that was that might have been my favorite of the movie. So it was quite literally Again. the drink. <laughs> I'm immediately giving away. She's like that. Sally Field would have been like, "Are you serious right now?" <laughs> That's a Daniel you have joke. A fucking, yeah, Daniel, you have a fucking wig on and a mask on. <laughs> Your stubble's going through the mask. I can see it. Yeah, you said that joke to me last year. <laughs> you know what? I think you said it in that goddamn voice too. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then we got Daniel talking shit about this boring dinosaur TV host in front of the TV station CEO, Jack Lundy, played by Robert Prowski. Prowski? 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 Prowski. Prowski. What's his deal? Am I Prostate. supposed to know who the fuck he is? He was, um, he was, uh, fucking, what's his face? So no. Rudy's dad. No. He was Rudy's dad. Oh no, my God. I thought he was. Rudy's dad was, uh. I don't know. Are we going to play the, the I don't know yeah. this old actor's game? We're, we're going to play this game. I'm just being contrarian. You're fucking wrong. Fuck you. He's in Gremlins too. I know that because I just watched Whoa, that recently. Right, He's the other uh, Dracula enough. guy. I'm just going to latch on to that one. Rudy. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Fine. Wow. Okay. We Let, I mean, look, there. we have All to, right, we have on. to defer to Tim on this because Tim is the authority on Rudy. He loves that movie. <laughs> loves it. <sighs> Nobody was in Rudy. The movie doesn't exist. I hate you, Bill. Biggest Notre Dame fan I know. (laughs) That is still my favorite cold opening to any episode. (laughs) All right, Bill, meet me at the top of the monument. (laughs) 
okay. You're on the hit list. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a job. <laughs> this is Daniel's problem. It's extenuating circumstances. <laughs> So, so this is Daniel's problem, though, is that he's not—he's not dumb. He's just an idiot. Like he's yeah. just got a big mouth, and he just can't keep it shut. I—I f- I forget the scene that we're talking about at this point. So it's one that the dinosaur uh, TV oh, host is yeah, talking, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the cameraman is literally falling asleep and like dropping the camera. As yeah, he's talking. Yeah, yeah. He's just on drugs. That's that's the whole thing. Like that actually explains a lot of this. Is the fact that he is on drugs, which allows him to live so many lives and actually not sleep. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I agree. Dude, this was the nineties. Crack was everywhere. You could just get crack, dude. They were like handing it out at the schools. You could just go walk up to school, (laughs) go to the principal and be like, give me some fucking crack. They'd be like, here you go. (laughs) Come on. All right. Well then we have another well acted and emotional scene with Sally field and Robin Williams where, um, Miranda tells Doubtfire that she was working her ass off and advancing in her career while Daniel was in and out of jobs and just left her to clean up all the messes. And uh, she needed to make a change in her life. Otherwise, her kids would have just grow up thinking that she was just a cold-hearted bitch. Right, which is fine. Like, get the divorce, but don't completely cut the dad out of their lives. Right. Yeah, you you want your kids to think of you as a cold heart. Are you if you don't want your kids to think of you as a cold hearted bitch, maybe don't like annihilate the guy that they love dearly. Just agreed. a thought. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> that's that's a surefire way to make them think you're a cold hearted bitch. Right. Yeah. Well, see, they she was well on her way though. See, her whole master plan was bait and switch. She was gonna switch it out with a super rich, charming British guy that reminds you of James Bond. And bam, there you go. The kids never even realized what happened. That was the whole thing. It was she was moving real fast. I get it. We've all seen Pierce Brosnan's stroke in James Bond movies. Okay, I get it. She wanted that, she wanted that Pierce Brosnan like Brillo pad chest hair on top of her. But still, it's a bitch move to cut their dad out of their lives. Agreed. Agreed. It's a, also, though, this is like where, and did you guys notice how Doubtfire like almost broke character here as well? Like as mm-hmm. after she says that, like his voice and he goes like, <clears throat> like he fixes it because he's just pretty much saying like, why didn't you never tell me this? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would and have then- really appreciated some open dialogue with you. <laughs> Well, but she she responds to that by saying that Daniel never takes anything, any conversation seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? He, I can yeah. see that because you were pretty upset about the the far, the barnyard animal thing. And he was still fucking cracking jokes that yeah. were funny, that were funny, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but maybe just not a good time. Yep. Again, cause for divorce, not child separation. Yeah. Also, yeah. Ned Beatty was the dad in Rudy. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. Max. I was wrong. God wow. damn it. I feel like we would have gotten a text at 3.30 in the morning if it took you that long to find it immediately. Like, no! <laughs> that, was an, that was an itch you needed to scratch. I'm happy you scratched it. How about yep. the weird part? He, he asks, Mrs. Doubtfire asks her, uh, Miranda how Daniel was in bed. Yep. That made my skin crawl. I don't know. Like, that was, that was weird. That, that was, was weird. super weird. And, and then, then she's like, it was fine. It was fine. It was just like, and they just move on from that. And just like, oh, like, oh, okay. Okay. I don't know what the need was there. That wasn't funny. That wasn't emotional. That was just. He's a child. That's why. He's immature. Yeah. He's selfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
That's when the NC-17 rating would have come in. <laughs> How many times did you come with them, huh? Jesus, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, that's very well, intrusive. Well, what she says in response that like, oh, Winston's idea, Winston's idea of foreplay was prepare yourself or something yeah. like that. It's like, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> might as well ready. be like, bite the pillow, <laughs> going <Yep>. in dry. <laughs> oh God, I just, yeah. In my darkest hours, I hear Derek say, prepare yourself. Wee! Squeal for me. Speaking of Ned Beatty. <laughs> yes, there you go. That's the, They got the same similar faces. Good call, purred mouth. All right, and then uh, at this country club uh, pool bar, Doubtfire over here, Stu, talking about how he loves the kids and his ex-wife. Uh, Daniel's a loser, so Doubtfire then drunkenly bashes the back of his head with an orange. <laughs> it was a fucking lime. It was a fucking lime? like 95 mile an hour fastballs on the back of the head with a lime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he Randy Johnson fastballs <laughs> a lime to the back of Pierce Brosnan's head, which would have knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. And Pierce limes, Brosnan. Limes aren't like squishy balls. And no one saw this I know. supposedly 85 year old woman <laughs> do that. Well, that's the thing I'm too, just, is is that his friend that he was talking to, like he then looks over at Doubtfire and Doubtfire like does does the Daniel voice, like what the hell are you looking at? It's like that dude yeah, would have right. told Daniel yeah. that, right? Yes, or been it was the '90s once again, and still San Francisco, but be so freaked out, like yes, ma'am, like I'm not even going near this. <laughs> nope, yeah. not even going near it. Not even going near it. Can, can I ask on a somewhat? So we we make it clear in this scene that that Stu is actually just a wonderful guy. Is this like you, Matt? Like you said, Max. There's no villain in this movie, other than maybe Miranda, in my opinion. Um, uh, what? Why? Why is Stu inviting the nanny to the pool? Because uh, Miranda's insisting on it. Okay, because she likes because she she's likes the the Mrs. Doubtfire so much. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think it. That's at least what happened with dinner in the next scene. Where yeah. Miranda's like, you have to come. You're part of the family, and like, make Stu invite Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, she's using him. She's using Mrs. Doubtfire as like a crutch, like what she would use your life partner as, as something right. to lean on. Yeah, Ooh, we gotta go. Uh, yeah. Mm. Also, I don't. Uh, she probably asked, and then Daniel's like, "I'll go," because he says that when he's at the pool, he's like, um, "What am I doing?" It's like this is beyond <laughs> obsession. <laughs> Like even him is like, why the fuck am I here right now? Right. Once again, a lot of this can be explained away with drugs. <laughs> All right. And then after this, we have, um, well done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then after this, we have Lundy inviting Daniel to a dinner pitch meeting after he walks in on Daniel playing with the TV dinosaurs. This was my favorite part as a kid. That was good. I the eat dinosaurs I remember I remember looking at that though and being like shit man he plays with his toys better than I play with my toys. You know, like, <laughs> he does it better. But like this is all of the rage though of like this is 1993. It's like Robin Williams doing a million voices and dinosaurs. It's like you can't get any better than that as a kid in 93. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You're right. I think the only thing especially so if I was going to design this for for Max it would be Batman shows the fuck up somewhere. Mm. And then I think boom perfect. That is true. Yeah, maybe if he had a, he he had a like Batmobile. Adam West impression. <laughs> mm. Well, actually, it's time to play um, this new game, which is can you spot the U2 poster that was in <laughs> oh, this <yeah>. movie? 
<laughs> I knew you'd see it. Yeah, they got the Joshua Tree era poster up yeah. there. I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then... <laughs> Tim um, looks so disappointed. I don't know. <laughs> and then um, also Dopeyer agrees to then go into the dinner. <laughs> what? <laughs> 40, 45 seconds later. What, what did I do? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Delphire then agrees to go to dinner at the same time. So the next 30 minutes of this movie is just like pure unadulterated hijinks where we have Daniel running back and forth between the smoking and non-smoking sections of this restaurant. Yep. This was stressful. This actually oh was God. stressful. So stressful. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, my anxiety was at like an all like a nine, like where I wasn't enjoying myself. I was like, oh my God. I'm going to be I honest. Felt like I was a server in that restaurant getting hit by like five tables at once. Like I was <laughs> panicking. For this is what I would have done if I was Mrs. Doubtfire, a.k.a. Daniel. I'd have been like, hey, uh, what's her name again? Miranda. <laughs> Miranda. Miranda. Hey, Miranda. No, I'm not going to drop all my fucking plans to come to your birthday party. I have a fucking life. I work for you on a part time basis. Shut the fuck up, you selfish cunt. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I got like, as soon as I realized, I, I have seen this movie before, but I didn't really remember a lot of the, the parts, the plot. Uh, when I realized what this, what the scene was going to be, I was fast forwarded. I couldn't do it. I couldn't fucking watch him like run back and forth between the bathroom and change a thousand times. So I was like, no, this is going to be too stressful. It's not going to be funny. Like, like any of this. I just fucking for like the HBO max. You can't fast forward. It's 15 second interval. So it's just like 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds. Oh, I've gone too far. 15. Oh, seconds. the movie's over. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and it's done. It's over. So, I always wonder that too. I'm like, why the fuck did he go? But it's because his daughter asks. He like he keeps on saying no, and then Matilda goes like, "Oh, can you please come with us? I would love it so much." And then he like looks at his little girl, and he's like, "God damn it, I can't say no." Say no. Say no. Once again, once again, this whole exercise that they have all gone through, and now that the that some of the kids are a party to is so unhealthy to the point where even Robin's starting to. Daniel is starting to forget who the fuck he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kids and the mother later on, once again, talked about Mrs. Doubtfire like she just died and she's no longer around anymore. And Robin still doesn't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> he just turns into Robert Downey Jr.'s character in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Which, oh my God. He's the dude playing the dude who's playing a chick <laughs> who thinks that she's another dude. <laughs> I have to say that the best part of this scene, yeah, probably the best part of this movie is when him and Mr. Lundy are sitting there just having like a good old fashioned like Mad Men yes. dinner, like double scotch. Pounding doubles. Talking, yeah, pounding doubles. Oh and he's God. like, where'd you go? He's like, I was making out with this guy, this girl in the, the coat closet. I used to date her. And he's like, did you get it in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about they me? You got a girl for me? Yeah. They are just being like the most like cost. <laughs> Toxically masculine, greatest <laughs> scene ever. Like, I loved every second of that. <laughs> I wanted to be there so badly. Just like, I, I, Mrs. Delphire died in the bathroom. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on to bigger things. I got a TV show yeah, now, exactly. bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do like, though, that this guy's fucking radar is so strong that even clearly blackout drunk at this point, because he's had, like, fucking six doubles of scotch, that he's still the second Robin sits down, spoiler alert, later, as dressed as, you know, fucking... Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire after getting caught and he's like why are you dressed as a woman and he's like oh, what <laughs> he sees right through it yeah how old school are you that you could just see right through that where you're just like what nah 
This is where the networks, these are the games the networks used to play with me back in the 60s. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm not falling for this again. You think I'm going to have sex with you more than twice? You're wrong. <laughs> Who put you up to this? Was it Chuck? Was it old Chuck at Channel 5? Huh? All right, well, you come into the closet and give me a quickie, and then we're going to get out of here. <laughs> give me an old Harvey Weinstein little jibba-jab into a plant over here, and then we, we were good. You got yourself a goddamn well, picture. You put a lot of work into that outfit. You earned it. <laughs> where do you want it? <laughs> Tell me where you want it. <laughs> Tits or face? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, Mr. Lundy. <laughs> you know that son of a bitch Tom Hanks did the same thing to me a couple of years ago. <laughs> God's a fucking monster. You ain't fooling me. Your tits look like pillows. <laughs> Anyways. I eat pillows. I know that's so, a problem. I have. Here's a fun prank to play on all your friends if you make your way to Amsterdam and you got one guy who just has to go to the red light district. Tell him that only the good ones have the blue lights. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Right. By the way, Bill, so you were fast forwarding through all this. So uh, I think you missed out on just all the head games that Doubtfire is playing with Stu. So I, again, I've seen this movie like 80 times and I always forget like how vulgar she gets at this point when she's already oh, starting to drink so and she starts telling uh, Stu that Miranda has crabs and she uses an industrial sized power tool as a vibrator. I, I did catch that momentarily. There was like a subtitle of the industrial size. I was like, oh, my God, this is taking a turn. Like, this is a kid's movie. Yeah, you're going to. You're going to have some competition in the bedroom. And then what did you say? You got to bring your tartar sauce if you go down. <laughs> If you go down on her or something. Yeah, because really? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, she's like, yeah. and then like he looks at her and he goes, Crabs, crabs tear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah, but then stuff. you know. Good wholesome comedy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> ABC uh family Sunday movie night. So that's 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 Robin Williams' greatest strength, though, is like as a child, you never know how foul his mouth really is until you hit like age sixteen or eighteen, you know, and you like you see one of his stand-ups and you're like, "Holy shit!" Who kept this a secret? From yeah, me? like what? You know, it was just like it was an open secret. Then that that just blew my mind when I saw it. It was like his 2001 Broadway. comedy, yeah, on Broadway yeah. special when I was yeah. in like seventh grade. I'm like, yeah. he's doing all the voices, but they're all like he's swearing with them. <laughs> I mean, he gets five minutes into that stand-up, and I think he's already talking about someone taking a load in their face. Yeah. Like, it's rough. And he's I mean, already like, completely boom! drenched in sweat. <laughs> he oh goes through, God. like, a case of water, and that's special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, at this point, uh, Daniel Doubtfire, whoever, is, like, six double whiskeys deep. It's just heavy-footed slurring, going back and forth to the tables, falls out of a chair at one point, <laughs> loses her dentures at one point. Nobody's smoking in the smoking section of this of this uh, restaurant, by the way. Oh, good point. And then um, we get the murder attempt <laughs> right after this. Oh my! God. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a total that this is a a real shot across the British Isles bow because <laughs> apparently you can murder a British person with a little cayenne pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. That's how you resist. That's how the, the folks in Louisiana resisted. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's how Jack just, just able to ward him out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they did. So in Boston, you guys just, you threw all the tea into the harbor. Down there, they just spiked it with cayenne. <laughs> I mean, or, I mean, <laughs> thousands dead. Thousands. <laughs> Overnight. Gandhi actually never went on, on hunger strike. He just kept eating such spicy food that the British people assumed it wasn't real. It's more curry. <laughs> oh, God, no. He just no keeps eating curry. trash. It's garbage. <laughs> no, their, their palates, and I'm sorry for any of the listeners, but your palates really are delicate. Like, I've watched, like, there was, it was like one of the one of the British cooking shows or something, and they're like, oh, oh, you're using manchego. That's a very pungent cheese. I'm like, holy shit, you could take a bite chunk out of that as an American. It's like... It eats salt. It like I don't. Nothing. It doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> what is it? String cheese? Yeah. Well. You know, okay. I had, a, I had a note around here too, saying that like Delphire just like drunkenly just throwing all the pepper on the food is like Tim years ago just like cooking me and Derek burgers shit faced at like four a.m. in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> just a bomb. Just a bomb for Max. A gut bomb that exploded. Food on poisoning plane. for days. <laughs> yes, I had to leave the next morning. Not a good flight for Max. Uh, <laughs> Especially how, how since it was so, a multi-stop. So, so, Tim, how does it feel to cause a listeria outbreak? <laughs> I ate it. It was fun. <laughs> Did it's you call the spectator sport? All right. And then Daniel's true identity is finally revealed after uh, the mask falls off while he's given Stu the Heimlich maneuver, which leads into the real horror movie scene of Daniel looking like a Norman Bates and then saying to his ex-wife, happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Horrifying. Weird, weird, weird. Yeah. Happy birthday. God damn it. This is... This is literally like cut scene to Ed Kemp, like the Ed Kemper interview scene from Mindhunter where he's like... My mother was a bitch, yes. and my father dressed as a woman, <laughs> and revealed himself at my mother's birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Gonna keep the mom away? Or no, nobody say. Gonna keep him from stopping from looking like mom? It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You are fucked in the head. Yeah, this is Chris. All right, um, and, and also all this shit happens, and Lundy is watching all this, and he's like. You got yourself a goddamn deal, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. I re- you got gumption. Okay. You're having good, a kid's show. Good to Let's hear that. Tom Hanks do much worse. Because, like, I just assumed with my fast forwarding that I really must, like, I must have missed him leaving the restaurant. Like, he, he couldn't have possibly still been there when this happened. I, like, he must no? have been blackout. Cool, he has, cool. He, he was still blackout there. drunk. Gotcha. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, he was just he left out in the table. He ran from Lundy's table. Because he was dressed up as Doubtfire, and he was going through his pitches playing Doubtfire on the TV show when he sees Stu choking, and he goes across the table. He does, like, a fucking athletic, like, Olympian hurdle over, like, a over like a platform when it happens. <laughs> Help is on the way! Just, like, hurdles over people. Daniel just showed up at work the next day, and Lundy was like, what happened? I have this vague memory of you being a woman, Heimlich. He's like, oh, no, none of that happened. You... What ended up happening is you pass out in the toilet, Mister Lundy. You got oh, laid. Oh yeah, that happens a lot there. <laughs> you got you got a, uh, you gave me a four year contract. And you got laid. I did. Yeah, she was smoking. Oh, all right. Good job. <laughs> we should do this more often. I thought I was sore when I woke up this morning. <laughs> you have the most beautiful eyes. Has anyone ever told you that? No, Jack. <laughs> so we're getting towards the end of the movie here. 
And uh, first up is that beautiful, heartfelt, I'm addicted to my kids monologue by Williams in court that ends with Miranda getting full custody of the kids. How, what kind of, what kind of cold-blooded judge could take that? Man, he's just, he's just looking at the patterns here. He's like, um, so you were dressed up as a woman for this, for this long. You just crashed the birthday party. I understand you tried to kill a British person with (laughs) spice. Um, this, it, the patterns here are just, they don't make for a good household. He was just looking at the facts. He did technically assault Stu twice in like a week True. period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, True. Whatever. Reasonable. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Still so feels a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. The reason why she's Tom Hanks's mom in that movie that comes after this one. Yeah. Forrest Gump. All right. And then, so all the kids, they're sulking in the kitchen, sad about losing Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, they're talking about her like a real person. When they hear her voice and run into the living room, they see her on TV, starring in her own show. What a great kid show. I would watch that. Do you think networks would catch a lot of heat if that got out where they're like, oh, you know, this, we have this, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire is on, you know, for the kids show and everything. And no one knew that it was a guy. I don't think networks could catch heat for anything until like. 10 years from now, from that moment in time. Like, networks didn't start catching... Actually, 20 years. Networks didn't start catching heat for stuff until, like, 2013. (laughs) That's true. You know? And then all that, like, raping and rape and sexual assault started coming up, and people got a little bit bent out of shape. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, the Access Hollywood tapes on Mrs. Doubtfire, how rough that would be. (laughs) Right. Inside the horror house, that is the Doubtfire. Whatever. <laughs> All I saw was so much shit on the walls, so many pineapples and asses. It was horrible. He was peeing. Uh, the penis was so big. <laughs> he, just was he, he just was hairy. He just stop peeing. I had to lick his knees. His knees. I still think that he she's made me shave woman. his entire body. It took three oh. times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I needed to, I needed a weed whacker to take a weed whacker to him three times a day. We had to hire that portable zoo again just to just to trim him every morning. <laughs> this, so, but this is the conversation that John's alluded to a few a few times that is just so incredibly weird. Where the kids and the wife are referring to Miss, they're like they're talking about Mrs. Doubtfire like she died, like a real person that died. Yeah. They're like, oh, I miss her. She did all these things. I miss her cooking. I miss her voices. This person was your father all along. He's still alive. You can still see you yep. still you still see him weekly. Every week you see him. It's I, it's madness. And, you know, granted, it's who your father has become to also be, which is cool. But yeah, once again, it's your father. Yeah, yep. yeah. Sally Field does do that though. She like shakes her head. It's like she wasn't real. <laughs> she's, she's like scream at herself. Anyway, oh it's like when you have to shake yourself out of a bad dream. Yeah. No! no! Get out of here, spiders! spiders. <laughs> <laughs> That's spiders again! <laughs> ah, Mookie's not on the Dodgers! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Chris Brown didn't hit all those women! That didn't <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> so Miranda stops by the studio one day. They have one more conversation with Daniel, which uh, leads to the happy ending of this movie where the kids learn... That uh, Daniel will be their new babysitter. I'm so glad Daniel gave her the business mm. during that talk. You ripped my heart out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really did like 
he had the moral high ground in that in that argument. Yeah. And I loved it. Once again, I am amazed by the speed of the 1990s U.S. court system, <laughs> where like the next day after that conversation, it's like, nope, took care of it. The wife's like, I took care of it. It's all taken care of. No big deal. No more courts. No more you know people watching over. It's all fine. It's taken care of. But what yeah. money? We we would have been good Money. to have Preble on this episode because <laughs> Preble would have just been like, oh yeah, this whole thing would have happened over the course of eighty years. <laughs> 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 Very true. So yeah, do you think that uh, hold my popcorn can keep a lawyer on retainer? We we, we have totally one. should keep. We, well, I mean, but we can keep Preble on retainer to where we can like dial him in. That'd be good. <laughs> just hold it up to the mic, like Preble, can you hear us, guys? I'm I'm actually in the middle of a meeting. No, fuck you. Tell us <laughs> what's going on. Is this actually fucking legal or not? I'm gonna tell you, guys. I can't talk. No, no, no. Fuck you, Preble. We don't pay you for nothing. You, you literally, me. you really don't pay me. <laughs> fuck you, Preble. Answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's your duty. <laughs> We told we told tens of peoples that we, we had you on retainer. You gotta back us up now, man. It's your hippopotamus oath. <laughs> what? That's for doctors. <laughs> you shut up, you fucking nerd. Wait, wait, what? I thought doctors were lawyers. <laughs> Preble would Preble would be much more likely to actually prosecute us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's Your Honor, true. I know these people very well, and I will tell you they are awful. <laughs> yeah, whatever they're whatever they're accused of, they did. Throw the book at them. Make an example. <laughs> so then the movie closes out with Doubtfire on TV giving some heartfelt advice to uh, this little girl about how love will always prevail, and. Uh, you kind of just like zoom out and fade the black. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And then they Sweet just become ending. a normal divorce couple. Best case scenario for Daniel. He's hosting a yeah, high rated right. TV show and he also gets to see the kids and he doesn't get to go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of weird like shit it. he did. Yeah. Right. I don't even know if all of it, was it even legal to do that? Mm-hmm. Any of that back in the nineties? Of what he did? Yeah. I think that's still all illegal today. Got it. Yeah, okay, good couple, to know. Yeah, impersonating I'm, another person. I'm, 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 take, I'm taking false identity. Just, <laughs> just taking notes well, for the freeway, you, you know. I got a, <laughs> I got a question for you, John. Okay. Was he a white male? <laughs> I don't like face. playing Jeopardy with you. It gets way too fucking deep every time. Yeah, then guess what? He could do whatever he wants. <laughs> white men get away with everything. <laughs> I'm so sick. I'm so sick of being kept down by white males as a privileged white girl. <laughs> so sick of it. Oh, fuck. All right. Should we get into trivia? Yeah. Yes. Cool. So I was watching this um, serious interview that was hosted by Whippy Goldberg with Robin Williams from like 2013 about, uh, and he was talking about Mrs. Doubtfire and how uh, one of the first times that he got the full suit he uh, walked into a San Francisco sex shop and tried to buy a double-ended dildo. <laughs> and I guess he was going like, oh, I'm sorry, dear. Do you have any without veins? Like he was like in some details. <laughs> oh, my God. He beat jackass. That's amazing. <laughs> Love it. Um, I've already said a couple of these. Um, Blake Lively was a runner-up for the role of Natalie. Oh. Interesting. Came down to her and Matilda, and apparently um, Blake Lively panicked when she realized that she would have to read with Robin Williams. Mm. Because okay. she was a big fan. 
Yep. All right, oh, all right, gotcha, okay. gotcha. All right, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, I thought he'd be like super easygoing. And people were like, oh, yeah, great, he's he won't freak out. Yeah. Got it, got it. Okay, that's fair. It took four and a half hours to apply the makeup to Robin Williams. You mean he, you mean he couldn't just run into a bathroom and quickly zip it off and <laughs> zip it back on whenever he wanted to? Just like that? Hmm. Wax on, wax off? If he did it the right way, like Buffalo Bill wanted to do it, he would have been able to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a onesie. <laughs> it's a one's a human suit. This is great. Um, the screenwriter originally left the movie after the studio said that they wanted Sally Field and Ron Williams to get back together at the end. But uh, once they made that change and realized it was a bad idea, they brought the writer back. Yeah, that was a good move. Yeah, I was I was yeah. happy they didn't like have some fucking, you know, that was happy they just worked it out. Yeah. They didn't have to fucking get, get back together. Yeah. Just be adults. Same, same. It's all grow from this. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Allen was a studio's first pick, but he turned it down. And then they also offered him the role of Stu back when the character of Stu was, was uh, more of an asshole. But then he also turned that role down as well. They really wanted Tim Allen. No kidding. Mm-hmm. He, I, no kidding. I can't see him being good in that role. No. Mm-mm. In any roles, most of the time. He's, he's tough to stomach. I don't know why. I, I enjoy Tool Time. Tool Time was good. Yeah, so originally this was going to be a spinoff from Tool Time where he and his wife got divorced yeah. and then he, yeah, and then <laughs> and then he dresses up as a woman to see the kids, but like everybody on the Tool Time sh- or on Home Improvement thought that was just a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah that is right. that is a terrible That's idea. That's the single worst idea I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> wow. Yeah, bad. Wow. Uh, I get mostly because everyone knows there's there isn't a soul in the world that would dress up as a woman to see Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Fuck that kid. <laughs> Fuck him hard. What's he even doing now? <laughs> Probably homeless. Or just making just bunches of money just off of uh residuals. Residuals and yeah. Mm. Whatever. I don't know. Is that show even on anymore? That's not. It's like really not. I kind of and, and I've nope, been wanting to is. watch it. It, it is. is. What channel? Is uh, it country music ch- channel. I don't. Uh, no, it's on. Uh, it's on eight thirteen for me. It's uh, it's one of the antenna channels that come in. It's the Laugh <laughs> okay. Network. Oh, all right. <laughs> Laugh Network. It's on yeah. my black box. I got. I got all you know, I, sixty I'm, channels. We do feel real special that, uh, you know, you gave your wife the, the night off off the hamster wheel and you're actually going to use a few gallons of propane to make sure your generator's going well, so you can come online and talk to us. Valentine's Day. That. It's Valentine's Day. I thought I'd, you know, give her the night off from that. She's cleaning instead. It's a lot easier on her. <laughs> it's a lot easier on her. I threw her a chocolate. <laughs> that should get her through the rest of the night. All right, and then the last one here is that the, in real life, Robin Williams left his first wife for the nanny, and um, his nanny turned <laughs> wife was a producer on this movie. <laughs> wow. Uh, I love Hollywood. Hollywood's a terrible place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's really bad. Ugh. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it affected him, too. So they had talked about making a sequel for years, and they just couldn't figure it out. And I guess part of the reason why is, like, before Ron Williams passed away, like, he had said that he was just done making movies because, like, he wanted to spend more time with his family. And he's like, there's just way too many demons come up whenever I start, you know, whenever I have to hang out on a movie set. So. That's a shame. Anyway. Little did he know uh, that he'd just be at home banging the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Box office game. Rapid fire edition. Let's go with Bill first this time. Bill, how much does this movie cost? How much did it make? 
Uh, it made uh, or it cost fifty million dollars, and it made three hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, way to squib it up, you squibby fuck, <laughs> no, John. Squib, squib, you know what, John? Squib. I don't know if you noticed this entire time, John. I've been agreeing with everything that you've said purely to try and be on John's team. God damn it, John! I didn't John. ask you to do that. No, John's you didn't. So. I did it out of the niceness of my heart. But you know what? Fuck you, John. I'm on Bill's team again. Team Bill. It's the only team that matters. <laughs> so you were going to leave your wife to come to come live with me? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I already bought my tickets, John. I don't know if they're refundable. God, it's okay. You can't handle this, son. <laughs> All right, Timmy, how much it cost? How much you make? <laughs> John's like, I don't know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> He's just walking away from the camera. I'm confused by what was just happening on the screen below Bill. Um, I, it, it cost uh, $75 million to make, and it made $207.6 million. Okay. Jenny? Um, I think it may, or excuse me, it cost $87 million to make, and it made somewhere in the ballpark of a quarter of a billion. Okay, so it cost $25 million to make. Boo. Domestically, in the United States, it made 219 Overall, worldwide, it made 441 Wow. I was close. I, huh? was like, I was closest then? on both yes. accounts. Yep. The lowest and the Do you know where... Where was it like the biggest hit abroad? Do you have that in front of you? Like just general idea? Was no. it Europe? Czechoslovakia, like- I heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The uh yeah. The the newly formed Czechoslovakia yes. <laughs> that just broke away from the Iron Curtain the prior year. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Had a lot and, of that all movies. That's all they got. <laughs> and at that point was actually probably Slovakia and the Czech Republic, two separate yes. countries. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Who knows their history? Yeah, you guys nailed it. I'm glad you're on my side here. <laughs> They're all Slavic to me. Well, that's actually Mrs. Doubtfire was like a, it was part of the the onboarding packet as it came to like, hey, welcome to not being a communist country. Here you go. First thing, watch this movie. Here's your Ron Williams movie. Thank you. <laughs> so you know what joy looks like. Here you go. Um, all right, and then and that's the other little mini segment here as far as the box office position goes. This movie was released on Thanksgiving weekend of 1993. It opened at the number one spot, and then it stayed at either the number one or number two spot for the next 11 weeks. Oh, number wow. one. Number one. One or two. It stayed. That's no, great. no, no. One, that's just one. the trivia fact. It was either number one or number two for the next 11 weeks. Oh, uh, I thought you... Fuck you, man. <laughs> almost, almost three months, though. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Big year. Oh All right, God. let's move to the next question. Who is your favorite or least favorite in this? Um, my favorite easily are the uh, the you know Harvey Firestein and his uh, his partner there, the makeup artist, fantastic mm, Uncle Jack. Uh, least least favorite is Miranda. I mean, she's a really really bad person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. truly bad person. I'm gonna follow that up by saying the exact same thing. Uh, brother is my favorite. The the scene where Daniel tells opens the door and says, "Make me a woman," and he just goes, "Oh, Daniel!" and he gives him a big hug. You made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Except it's like, oh, Daniel. <laughs> and uh, and Miranda's just a horrible bitch. So, hundred percent, she's my least favorite. Oh my god! Jesus Valentine's Day, um, everybody. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, my uh, my favorite is same thing, Frank. I love him and everything he's in. He's always funny. He always just like steals these scenes. And, like I found myself like thinking about that character 
like well after he was ever going to show back up in the movie. Like, and it was still thinking like, I wish he'd show back up. He was funny. My least favorite is Nikki for making us watch another movie that was basically a love triangle to just like tug on my fucking heartstrings. I didn't know whose side I'm supposed to be on. Fuck you. <laughs> so uh, my favorite will be Daniel as Doubtfire. I thought that, I thought Rowan Williams did a good job in this movie. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, he did a horrible job, Max. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I wasn't watching it for the whole Ron Williams part. I was watching it for the gay brother. <laughs> I was you watching it for it, Frank yeah. Boy. That's what the $441 million went towards. <laughs> and uh, my least favorite is going to be um, Parkinson's disease mixed with lifelong depression. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Did Robin Williams have Parkinson's disease? He got Parkinson's and then he killed himself after learning that he got Parkinson's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. I still miss Ron Williams. He was like a family yeah. member. Like, it hurt. That really hurt. And the last few years would have been so much fun to have him with Trump and like QAnon. To hear Ron Williams taking all that, it's just, yeah. it yep. sucks. It really sucks. That and Twitch. He would have been all over Twitch. I'm not going to make a Twitch joke there, but. <laughs> all right, time for the Ew, whole like popcorn how- ratings. Prepare fucking- to be judged. What is it, John? To fuck you, Max. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> Fucking Twitch. That's what we- <laughs> He loved video games. He had a daughter and he named one of his kids Zelda. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't right. mean that he would have liked Twitch. Fair enough. He would have liked Twitch. This is what we're going to fight about right now. Hold yeah, me back. I'm not really interested in hearing this. Maybe you guys can do it later. <laughs> <laughs> All I need to do is throw in something about fishing and you're back in with me, buddy. Come on. All right, that's you the episode. Got it, but you got it, man. <laughs> Yep. What's the rating though? What'd you guys give uh, this? What would you? Get, you guys know what to fucking do. Just do it. <laughs> I give this one a two pairs of fake tits out of Mrs. Doubtfire catching them on fire. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie the ten thousand hours of therapy for those kids out of fuck you, John, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. I just all I want. I just give into your hate, Bill. <laughs> I give feel in. your head. <laughs> give in to your head. Show me your tits, Bill. <laughs> uh, could you imagine if the Emperor from Star Wars that was? <laughs> show me your yes, tits. give in to your head. Now show me your tits. <laughs> show me your tits, my dear. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, Are you looking for this? And he's just pointing to his dick. <laughs> oh, the force dick. Yeah, the force dick. It's no good. Give me a force tug. I'm going <laughs> to... Oh my God. Your father was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> he would he would add a little wrist thrust into it before. Yeah, rating. Uh, yeah. Jesus so Christ. my rating is my um, unending love for Harry Firestein. Um, out of I don't know, like the the very lackluster casting of Sally Fields. I mean, just get her out of my sight. <laughs> Get Megan Fox in there. <laughs> Good choice. I need a woman who can't move her face. Yeah, the woman who can't move her face and was definitely like an embryo when this, <laughs> this movie was made. Give me sweet, sweet four-year-old Megan Fox, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I swear to God, if there's some scandal that comes out between Tom Hanks and Megan, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Dude. 
I'm gonna be on the mor- I'm gonna be doing the morning talk show circuit in like five years when this all comes out about Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, I always knew it. I always knew. I was yeah. telling yeah. everybody. What, 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 rooftops, evidence, Mr. Begin, what evidence did you have? Dude, ever look at the guy. I just knew it. Come on. I yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. That's exactly what a boss guy said. Look at the guy. You can see it in him. <laughs> what are you evidence when you look like that? Come on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this this one very understandable restraining order on Daniel out of uh, just one request for me to never remake this movie. Oh, are they considering it? I don't think so, but I mean, you you never know. Yeah, yeah. They will at some point. I guess just Tyler Perry kind of remakes it all the time. I guess that's true. Yeah, Big Mama says. That's a good point. I guess he took the hello from that scene too. He remakes Nutty Professor all the time. No, that's that's Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, talking about no, Tyler Perry remakes. Oh, 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 I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Now Tyler's Tyler's got it. He's got it on lock. We'll we'll let him deal with it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't okay. there another one? If there, who was the other the other actor? Is it like Big Mama's House or something yeah. like that? Uh, who was that? Was also Ma- Eddie Murphy? Was Martin? Uh, what's his name? Oh, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's actually pretty funny. Big Mama's, yeah, because that, his voice is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at you! <laughs> it's just like Martin Lawrence. It's still his voice. It's, it's even deeper. <laughs> it didn't even change it. Uh, Come on in, Big uh, Mama's house! <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> In four years, I'm going to get naked and run down Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> I got brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell Big Mama you're drooling right now. <laughs> uh, Did we, all right, anything else? Nope. Um, so we do some jelly to spread this week, which I'm happy to talk about because of Weymouth. You stole our hearts and we love you. You sent us when we were at our lowest and you sent us a note and just make sure, do as Max always says, tell your friends about us. We love you. Second, we also got a really kick-ass list from Nicole for some movies and I couldn't figure it out. We haven't done Titanic yet, right? Correct. Hey, there's, Correct. there's tits in that movie. There, is. there are. So we already got, we got Tim signed up. <laughs> Kate Winslet, yeah. ready to go. Locked well, and loaded. Huh? I'll watch the scene at least. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you got Tim's boat. He's part the way in. That's all it's going to take. We'll force him to do it. But for everybody else, as always, follow us and like us on the Twitter lands at HM Popcorn Pod and the Instagrams at Hold My Popcorn underscore Podcast. And lastly, always say hi. Email us at tdbackrow at gmail dot com. Once again, Weymouth, thank you. And with that, deuces, fuckers. Also, Weymouth, thank you for phonetically spelling your name because I really did appreciate that. If you guys didn't notice all my slurring and stuttering that I did this whole episode. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Max, we were right there together, man. You couldn't talk and I couldn't put together actually coherent statements. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for the episode. Stay tuned for next week because we're going to be doing uh, episode 100. Um, didn't tell John this, but we're skipping your wife's pick because the movie sucks <laughs> and she hasn't listened to the episodes anyway. So <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble, like legitimate trouble. I tell her we did a great job and it was really good. And then, you know, we just don't watch serendipity with John Cusack. <laughs> that was the pick. 
Put it on the back burner. Ooh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just sit here and think about how to finesse this one. Thanks. <laughs> so we'll be back next Tell week we'll after John's it. dead. <laughs> Tell her we'll do it one oh episode one oh one. Mm. Yeah, we can, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. What do you what are you doing for we'll episode one hundred, Max? Let her do you know? Do you know what you're doing for episode one hundred? We're gonna go no, back of course to Jurassic not. Park. You're what? We, we're gonna go back no. to Jurassic really? Park. Yeah. The first one? Yeah. I think I want to do this every hundred episodes. I want us to do Jurassic Park. <laughs> I think it would be funny. I did. I'd redo Jurassic Park. Okay, so that's fine. We're yeah, gonna do, do that. that. Derek already agreed to come on. We're gonna try to get Preble on. We're gonna have the whole gang. Let's go try and make it a big, super duper episode. So stay tuned. Yeah, and I'll do trivia. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because of Cusack, it turns out. <laughs> John's delivering the news on air. Let's. I just heard the gun, the gun cock <laughs> in the oh, background. <laughs> How, how'd that go over, John? He's shaking his head. No, this is, this well, is the man we'll whose soul has in. left his body. John, John, tap twice if you're if you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So we were going to do serendipity, but uh, we're going to do Jurassic Park instead. Is that cool? Tell her it's Jurassic serendipity. You're going to come back next week. All right. For episode 100, we did serendipity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm John Anishak. Nobody else is on the show this week. (laughs) I'm just going to be telling you what I see on the screen because I don't know how to host a show. So I'm just going to watch the movie. And John has two black eyes. <laughs> Don't mind all the whispering and uh, whistles in my voice. I have no teeth. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, happy Valentine's Day, John. <laughs> guten, guten Tag and happy Bye-bye. Valentine's Day. Squib out. <laughs> Squib out.